0: Do not crucify God's best. Next, on Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard. (music) Losing your salvation is to say that what Jesus did on the cross wasn't enough, and therefore there are those who... We're thinking at least that you had to crucify Christ afresh to be saved again. The writer of Hebrews says this is nonsense. Chapter five, verse 11 through chapter six and verse eight is where we're at in the book of Hebrews today on Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard. Welcome to our weekend edition of the broadcast. We're taking a look at the danger of false doctrine and how it's addressed in Hebrews. Join us for today's program.
1: And so, you've been exposed. You've seen God. Uh, You've seen God change your neighbors. Uh, You've been enlightened. You're not in the dark about Christianity, Jesus Christ, where he plays the central role. So, you've been enlightened in that sense. You've tasted, which means to simply, you've experienced many things that were straight from God. Uh, Tasting doesn't mean that you swallowed it. Uh, It was used of Christ on the cross. He tasted the vinegar, but he didn't drink it. Found out what it was, and he had said, I thirst. So they gave him the gall mixed with vinegar. No, no more. And he said, you've sampled Christianity. Most of you here, just the very fact that you're here today, you've all tasted of Christianity. You've been around Christians. uh, You've heard preachers. Whatever your exposure's been, I've tasted of it. I've been exposed. I've been enlightened. Then he goes on to say, you are partakers of the Holy Spirit. And... uh, that's an interesting word. That word partakers can't be the authentic thing, that you became partakers of Jesus Christ. But it was also used of business partners. It was used of Peter's fishing partners. said so they were associated with him. They were partners with him. And so it's the idea, you have been in association with people who claim to know God. You've been in association with Christians. Christian Jews. So you've been exposed, you've been enlightened, you've tasted, you've hung around with folks that know God. Kind of like Judas. Hung Matter of fact, Judas was the church treasurer. You could actually be on the board, not know God. You'd be the pastor, not know God. Anymore, I say, I'd rather be a Christian than to be a pastor. A lot of folks, pastors, aren't going to heaven. You don't know that? Are you that dumb? Are you that naive? Please, don't be dumb. And quit sending your money to crooks. Support that which you know is doing God's business. At least you know where the money's going around here. I mean, you're getting air conditioned. Did you ever grow up where you didn't get air conditioned when it got hot? Just open the windows. Oh, we're brats. Keep on. Uh, You tasted the word of God. You heard the preaching. And and here's something interesting. You tasted uh, the goodness of the word of God and the powers of the age to come. What do you mean? We saw miracles. We saw the lame healed our brothers and sisters in this church—who knows who they were going to church with? Maybe a Philip that went down to Samaria and led the Ethiopian to the Lord, uh, laying on of hands, miracles. Hey, you've been getting a foretaste of what Messiah will be doing during His kingdom. You you read the Book of Acts, friend, and you're getting a foretaste of what's yet to come. More is coming. What he's doing with this church in Acts, he's going to be doing in the kingdom. Healing, conquering, uh, just exercising righteousness on the earth. So, so you've been privileged. You've been having a ringside seat. Hey, you men stoning Stephen, you've heard the word of God. You've tasted of his message. You should have been enlightened. He, he told you our history and how it led up to Christ. You've seen miracles through this man. Is it? It's not possible to reject God after that much exposure, is it? Well, if you can hang out with God for three years and still say, Crucify Him, you must be able to go to church for years and say, Crucify Him. What? Was Judas ever moved by any of the sermons? Did he see the feeding of the multitude? Uh, now, you got to remember, he's already, in chapter 3 and 4, warned these listeners, Be careful. Don't be like the generation that saw the exodus, who ate the manna, tasted who lived under the light that God gave them at night, the fire by night, the cloud by day. They were all experiencing this. They were all observing this when the snakes bit and they were dying and Moses puts up a brazen rod. They saw their own children healed. But it didn't mean they ever had faith in God. And he said, for most of them, they had no faith in God. And God said, you shall not enter the land. It is scary that you can go to hell after so much exposure to God. We had a man that used to come to this church, a nice man. And uh, he went to our home Bible study groups. He was faithful to Sunday. He was this and that. There was not an ounce of hypocrisy in him. If you ask him, uh, hey, Gary, uh, have you put faith in Christ? No, I haven't. He's just straightforward. Uh, No, not a obstinate attitude. He's just saying, no, no, I haven't. Well, why are you hanging out with us? We didn't say that. I like you folks. You've been good to my children. You're good to my family. I like the music. Why do they say the music? Well, i not the preacher. <laughs> uh, and I, I like this, and I like that. I'm treated well. I just like to be with you. I said, well, that's okay, isn't it? It's a nice group to hang out with. As a whole, we don't steal a lot of purses. <laughs> We're trying to get you to give something out of them, but we don't steal them. It's kind of a nice environment. And he was with us in some dumpy environments, believe me. Eventually, is killed through an accident. As far as I know, never took Christ. Got to see, enjoyed, was a gentleman. Was a nice, hard-working man. I don't have one negative thing to say about him, except why didn't you take Christ? Why wasn't Christ? I I could blame him, I don't preach well enough, and that'd be easy. I obviously couldn't paint the picture well enough for him to want Christ. He didn't meet enough authentic believers that whet his appetite. He 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 liked folks. I mean, he he was a nice man. I went to his funeral. But while I was there, I thought, oh, Gary, would to God Christ looked good enough for you to want? But he didn't. Now, he says to these people, if you have this kind of exposure and you decide you don't want Christ, and you want to fall away and repudiate the associations and repudiate what you're hearing, it will be impossible to renew you. And the idea is, while you are publicly crucifying Christ and putting him to public shame, the idea is they are going public and saying, he's not Messiah. I don't want him. They could even say, I see my Christian Jewish friends being persecuted, cursed, fired from their jobs, saying they're not Jews. By the way, when you become a Christian, you're still a Jew. You don't lose your ethnicity. Because the famous lie that the rabbis keep telling a Jew, if you become a Christian, you lose your ethnicity. You don't. You just found the true high priest, the true king of Israel. You become the completed Jew. You found Messiah. That's what happens. Don't be afraid to talk to your Jewish friends. We care for them. We want them to know Christ. But he said it's impossible, impossible for you to have this much exposure and then publicly denounce him. He is not the Christ. Crucify him. Crucify him. I don't want him. He's not the Messiah I want. He's not the king I expected. Crucify him. Crucify him and publicly says they are shaming him, disowning him, and saying he, it's a cursed thing. No matter how much I've been exposed to, how much enlightenment, how much tasting, how much I've seen, I think it's all of hogwash. He is a curse. Nice man. Taught a good servant on the mount, did a lot of good deeds, but I will not have him for my Messiah or Savior. It will be impossible if you choose to crucify him and reject him and shame him and disown him. It will be impossible for you to ever be renewed. You can't be crucified and ever be renewed by him. Make up your mind. Then he gives an illustration. He gives the illustration. We have some soil. That's the common thing. We have rain. But we have two different crops. Some bears fruit. And God said, I can bless that. The other bears thorns and thistles. And God says, this is nigh unto a curse and divine judgment. What is he saying? The gospel rain goes out. It falls on the human heart. And in some hearts, faith springs up and fruit springs up, just like in the parable of the soils. And God says, you're blessed, you're saved, I'll bear my fruit through you. Others hear the gospel, hear the same exposure, And their product is nothing but thorns and thistles. And Jesus said, you will know a life by what it produces. You will know a tree by the kind of fruit it produces. So he's saying in the illustration, you're either blessed of God, bearing fruits under righteousness, or you're under a divine curse. You've heard the same gospel You've had the same exposure, but you cannot treat lightly the Son of God and vote for a re-crucifixion and God save you. Now, you may be here without Jesus Christ. You say, well, man, I've never said he wasn't God. I've never said I don't want him totally. I'm just not ready now. And that's a different category. It might be more dangerous because you think you've got forever. But this was a a radical break. I've had enough, and I'm going to turn away, and I want to disown him. And he said, if that is your choice, you will uh, commit an irreversible decision with eternal consequences. i uh reading the book, The Case for Faith by Lee Strobel, where in the introduction, it's a book of apologetics, 10 Reasons We Ought to Be believe the faith, believe Christianity. But in it, he begins a story that is fascinating, and it tells about a preacher that grew up with Billy Graham in the 40s. His name was Charles Templeton. And Templeton and uh, Billy Graham uh, preached together for Youth for Christ, preached all over this country. Uh, Templeton was said to be the far better preacher Could go two and a half hours and hold a college audience spellbound. He was so brilliant. Uh, He began to have questions and doubts about the faith. Being such a brilliant guy, he began to think uh, the biblical view or the Christian Christian views were immature, not intellectual enough. And uh, he wrote a book called Farewell to God my reasons for rejecting the christian faith and he says uh, the christian faith is outdated demonstrably untrue and in their various manifestations uh, deleterious to individuals and to society detrimental to them In his book, he describes the horrors of Alzheimer's and says, how could there be a loving God and ever allow such a disease? Lee Strobel is interviewing him in this article uh, in his home up in Canada. Uh, He left the ministry. He split with Billy Graham. Henrietta Mears, the Christian education director at Hollywood Press, was the one that captured Billy Graham when he was wrestling with whether the Bible was the Word of God. And he went to Forrest's home in Southern California had a wrestling match with God. And he got on his knees and he said, my mind's not great enough to answer all the criticisms, all the doubts, and all the uh, uh, scientific attacks on the Bible. But as he knelt at Forrest's home, he said, I'm too simple a man to answer all these questions. I simply say I will, by faith, take you at your word. I will pledge to keep the Bible even when I can't answer all the questions. What's quite interesting, from that mountaintop prayer meeting, he began an L.A. crusade in which Randolph Hearst covered that crusade. And then Billy Graham became a household word. He fought over, will I preach the Bible as the word of God, or will I let Charles Templeton talk me out of my faith? He made that choice. Templeton left the ministry, uh, went back to writing and pursuing his own career. He's now being interviewed at the age of 83. And as he talks to Strobel, he said, what turned you? What made you turn the corner? and give up the faith. He said it was a photograph on the cover of Life magazine in which a black woman in northern Africa was pictured there holding her dead baby because of a devastating drought going through the country. And as I looked and saw that woman holding that dead baby, I asked, could there be a loving God in the universe Only he can give rain. Where is God when a woman is holding a dead baby when he could solve it? And he said, I decided I could not preach this kind of a God. I could not preach a God that would allow that woman to lose her baby. And so, uh, as he's questioned, asked him if he he didn't become an atheist, he became an agnostic. And uh, he went on further to say, I can't understand why God would permit people with Alzheimer's. Come to find out, Charles Templeton was diagnosed with Alzheimer's when he was 80. And as he discusses this incredible interview, if you'd read the case for faith, you'll get it all. uh, He asked him uh, a question after all of the things. And he said, I will not change my mind. I'm settled I'm too old to go back. He finally said, let me ask you this, Charles. What do you think of Jesus Christ as a person? He's the greatest human being who has ever lived. He was a moral genius. His ethical sense was unique. He was the intrinsically wisest person that I've ever encountered in my life or in my readings. His commitment was total and led to his death, much to the detriment of the world. What could one say about him except that this was a form of greatness? You sound like you really care about him. Well, yes, he's the most important thing in my life, came his reply. I, 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 and he stuttered. I know it may sound strange, but I have to say I adore him. I wasn't sure how to respond. You say that was some emotion. Well, yes. Everything good I know. Every decency I know. Everything pure I know. I learned from Jesus. Look at Jesus. He castigated people, he was angry. People think of him that way, but they don't read the Bible. He had a righteous anger. He cared for the oppressed. He was this and that. He was wonderful, wonderful. Oh, my goodness, yes. I've tried to emulate him, but I failed and failed. He's the most, and he stopped. In my view, he declared he is the most important human being who has ever existed. Templeton then asked, and if I may put it this way, what do you really think about him? Templeton broke. I must say, and he began to cry, I miss him. I miss him. With that, the tears began to flow, and after enough, the 83-year-old man concluded our discussion saying, I've rejected Christianity and I miss Jesus. Every man is going to miss Jesus eventually if he rejects him because he's the most wonderful thing God ever did. He's God's best. And you see, when you don't take God's best, God is left to give you his worst and hell is his worst his best is in Jesus and that's why Hebrews is written why why reject the best and live with the consequences of the worst Jesus is warning these people why do you think i gave you all this wonderful exposure but to love me serve me bow before me why go back to relics Why go back to religiosity? Why go back to baptisms, washings, relics, externalism? Why go back to Aaron? Why go back to animal sacrifices? Why go back to a priesthood with an ephod that doesn't know anything about your problems? Why don't you go to Jesus? Jesus. Jesus is Christianity. Not all the flawed people in these pews. If I didn't love Jesus, I couldn't stand you. And you couldn't stand me. Don't fake it. We're not lovely people. He's the one that makes us love. He's the one that does the change. Jesus is what makes people. You start loving people. And you even start caring about a woman with a dead baby in her arms. Only Jesus and his love flowing through us can make us embrace even those who don't know him. Even those who hate him. We want to love them to the cross if we can. But we want them not to see God's worst. We want them to receive God's best, the Lord Jesus Christ.
0: And this is Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard. Our time together today, taking us to God's word, growing in grace. And it is our prayer that as we spend time with you here, on our Sunday edition of Truth For Today, that you find yourself encouraged, prepared to go and worship our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. If you have questions or comments about the broadcast, we'd love to hear from you. As always, your correspondence with us means a great deal. It lets us know that we're here on a regular basis on KFAX, doing what the Lord has called us to do, and that is mutually edifying one another in the glory of Christ. Again, questions, comments, prayer requests, feel free to contact us at 855-833-9864. That's 855-833-9864. Or you can write to us at 1511 M Sycamore Avenue, Suite 278. We're here in Hercules, California. The zip code is 94547. Resource materials and other information can be found at our website, valleybible.org. That's valleybible.org. And as we conclude our time together, we also would remind you that this broadcast is listener-supported. As you link arms with us financially and prayerfully, we're able to continue the ministry here on KFAX, not only Monday through Friday in the mornings, but also Sunday mornings here as well. And again, we'd love to hear from you. You can donate securely online, and it is a tax-deductible donation. You can do so at valleybible.org, or simply write and send your check to 1511 M Sycamore Avenue, Suite 278, Hercules, California, 94547 is the zip code. Information about today's broadcast, copies, and what all is available, simply call us at 855 Three three, ninety eight sixty four. Also, as you do support the ministry on a regular basis, you become a TFT sustainer, which means a quarterly newsletter, a once a year special gift, and access to Pastor Phil's weekly video devotional called Take a Break. Find out more by visiting valleybible.org. And if you you're not currently involved in a worship service near you, consider joining us here at Valley Bible Church in Hercules. Details, directions, and information can again be found at valleybible.org or by calling 855-833-9864. Thank you for joining us today, and until next time, God bless.